My name is Joel. It's your boy Ray Ruckus. This is DNND, that nigga named Dwight. And this is the Trash Recycle Podcast. Look, we know everyone is trash. Yeah, man, even us. But that's debatable because some of us have redeeming qualities. And those redeeming qualities are what might make some of us recyclable. On our weekly podcast, we'll discuss current events, celebrities, and ideas to decide if they are trash or recyclable. But please, always strive for the blue bin. We are back in the building. The Trash and Recyclable Podcast back once again. Episode 24. Bang, bang. 24. Whose number is 24? Kobe. Kobe. Kobe was 24. Uh, Rest in peace. Um... I think Ken Griffey wore twenty four. Yeah, didn't Ken Griffey as well. Yeah, the OG. Okay. Yes. That's, Ken Griffey that's, was that's like the one. he that's was that dude one. growing up. Like he made he made it kind of like cool for black kids to watch baseball and stuff. Yeah, man, those sneakers were lit too, though. His sneakers were definitely part of that. Um, shout out to Jack Bauer. Oh, yo, Jack <laughs> Bauer won the real seven. Yeah, yeah, you know, I still haven't seen that show. Um. I really don't feel like you need to, but, like, if you ever get caught up in it, make sure you get caught up with your lady so that way, like, someone else... Because if you get caught up by yourself, then, like, you seclude yourself for as much as you have to finish the show, uh, which is... So it wraps hours. you. It... It does know, seem... It's and one I of think the most rapping shows I ever, bro. I haven't watched it yet. It's like, I know if I start it, I'm going to get wrapped because that's, like, no, no, what it's, the show is. <laughs> I don't know anyone that hasn't started 24 that hasn't got wrapped. Yeah, yeah. I already know what time it is. Yeah. Cause Jack Jack Bauer plays no games, and it's like, oh wow, there's a white guy that doesn't play games. Like he's not with the, you know, with that like I'm trying to be this regular white guy that's beating people up. It's like nah, like I'm here. Like what's up? And then he's like, prove yourself, and then he does, and it's like ah. Well, yeah, yeah. Speaking nah. of white guys that be playing too many games, <laughs> hey, listen, it's to what is today? Man's forty five. Today is Friday, October second. Friday. By the time y'all listen to this, it'll probably be next week. So you'll probably have more information than we have right now. But what we know right now is that your man Trumpito <laughs> got that got that COVID nineteen. Um, and the last I read, he, he was being rushed to well, not rushed. I shouldn't say that, but he was he was heading to the hospital. Well, he got a helicopter ride. Testing. That's a little rush. Oh, it was rushed? That's oh, I didn't know about the helicopter. Nah, nah, nah. Well, it was, it was, it was a helicopter ride. Presidential, so. presidential treatment. I mean, I think, you know, he's just taking a helicopter regardless. Well, yeah, that's what he does, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The reports that I read said he had, you know, mild symptoms, a low-grade fever. Okay. I mean. And, and this is how many hours from when he uh, was on stage with Biden talking about, you know what I'm saying, uh, clowning Biden for wearing masks? Yes, the... That that um, disaster of a debate, debate was Tuesday night. Oh and man, <laughs> he was. Um, we found he found out that he had COVID um, very late on Thursday night. So it was a matter of you know less than three days. Um, That's wild, man. What are we supposed to take from this, this from really... this news? Hey, um, if you know, if what, what's the old saying? If you don't listen, you'll feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that's that's the first thing that came to my mind. Like, hey, bro, they was telling you wear that mask. Yeah. The Same. other one I've been hearing a lot wash, is, wash um, your hands. you know, 
play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> that's ah. so true. So that's another one I've been hearing. But yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things where it's like you've basically spent the past year, pretty much. Twenty twenty is almost over. You spent the past. Yeah, what? that's crazy. Yeah. March. Nine yeah, months. it's basically been Eight six, months. six or seven months. Yeah. Oh let's, yeah. Let's call this it the tenth month. This is the tenth month. So he known since he's known since February. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So he spent most of the year basically gaslighting the American people, downplaying the virus. Um, he Crazy. just started saying that masks were an acceptable form of prevention like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but never put a mandate on. And then never even no then, national... like, was making fun of Biden at the debate for wearing a mask. So it's kind of like, well, bro, wow. like, how how do you have something that you told everybody wasn't a big deal? Like, <laughs> what is this? Yeah, mean? man said it was a hoax. Yeah, like the China he said it was going to be the China, by Easter. China virus. <laughs> it's a China he, virus. He, he never wore a mask either. I mean, and well, that's what's crazy. He's a public figure. I mean, like a large part of his responsibility is optics. I mean, they got an Obama wearing a tan suit, and it was a big deal. I mean, so it's all about optics, and they, nobody rep- reprimanded him for that. Like so he well no one's reprimanding Trumpito for anything. That's just crazy. <laughs> like like they're not gonna reprimand him for a mask, you know? Definitely not because they're not reprimanding for anything. Which is wild. Like so. I mean, like optics is a big deal in that position, and he didn't even do the simple thing. Well, the optics to me look like Trump is a, is trying to be some type of dictator or some type of authoritarian, authoritarian, and that's what the optics look like to me. But you know, with like the voter suppression, not admitting to saying he'll step down. And this has been a thing he's always said. So it's not like this is a new thing that he said. He's just now reconfirmed his earlier um, thoughts or statements that, you know, according to the voting, he's not going to step down unless. And that really hasn't been clear. Um, and then he's always, you know, had, you know, ads about him going on forever. Trump, you know, 2028, 2028, 32 and all that stuff. Um so, yeah, I look at it like from the optics, it looks like he's trying to position himself to be unseatable to where it's like I got the court on my side. I got him saying the Senate on my side. So what y'all going to do? Like, y'all can't hold me. But no one really is addressing this like this. And I don't get it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, author- is it me or am I or are my glasses off? I mean, authoritarian or not, I mean, a virus is a virus. I mean, you, he's just anti every. He's anti everything. He's just anti left. Anything that comes, he thinks comes from the left, he's anti. He does, there's no thought behind it. There's no conscience, like conscious decision. So it, there's no there's no due diligence. It's he's just literally. So then, politically, opposer. what would that be called? How would you categorize? No, I, don't know, I don't know. If there's, I don't know. If there's a political. He's being a contrarian. Yeah, right? he's just a contrarian. That's, that's, that's what like, you call yeah. it. Not, well, His whole platform, right? His whole or? platform to this point, and I don't. I definitely don't want to go down this rabbit hole. Yeah. But like, I feel like his whole platform to this point has just been. Whatever the opposite of Obama was doing, right? So then it's like, oh, Obama has Obamacare. We gotta wrap that. You know what I'm saying? Obama was um, had passing laws for the Dreamers. Nah, we gotta build this wall and lock them in cages. Like so, then everything has basically just been let me just diffuse whatever was accomplished over Obama's administration. Let me wrap that, and so all the people that hate Obama will big me up. 
even on Tuesday night when they were talking about health care plans and him basically saying how the Affordable Care Act was trash and this, that, and the third. And the moderator was like, okay, but it's been three and a half years and you still haven't explained to us what your plan is. And he's <laughs> like, nah, but the plan, it's no good. It has this, it has that. It's like, sir, you still haven't bro, told me what your you, plan is. <laughs> so it's like, what do you have? His whole, everything about him is just not that. But it's not like you're providing an alternative to say, this is what I have that's better. It's just like, we don't want that. So, yeah, this is not, we know that this is not an intelligent person. We know that this is not anybody with any type of political thought. He doesn't even, he, I mean, he's as educated as the people listening to this. He has a bachelor's degree. Like, he's just a guy. Um, so, yeah, whatever. I'm interested to see what happens because, like, at this point, it's like, yeah, of course, people are going to get jokes off and Twitter's going to be lit. Nah, the jokes is crazy. <laughs> Saying that the Simpson memes is coming around like, yo, did they did they call another one? You know what I'm saying? Because Simpsons did pull this up. Yeah, I mean. Like, so that's that's going around. The ha-has are great, you know but, saying? like, I don't really know what changes because of this. Nah, so. but then there's the other aspect of it, the whole conspiracy theory pool, that this is all in light that Biden had his best um, donations the hours after the uh, the debate, where he, I think it was, like, $31 million or something they said he made. Um, some crazy in a, in a certain amount of time. And basically this pull is to then for Trump to get the sympathy to now pull everything off of Biden getting all this run from the from the debate. So now that he's six, now he's getting a sympathy pull and then when he gets back, he's gonna be like, Yo, I got I got well on the ox the, the joint the drug that he was pushing. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called. Um, Hydrochloricin yeah. some joint. You know the joint. I'm not buying but that, um but... but yeah, you know, I'm hey, I've heard I, it. I'm here for all of the I'm here for all of the stops because it's like at this point like you know, 2020 has been one of the years where it's like, you got to just hold back and be ready for whatever comes at you. So this one is one of those like, oh, this is in light of all the wildness. Like, this is what happens from the guy that's been like feeding us that this was a hoax. Like, your man caught the hoax. So it's like, did he really catch the hoax? Or like, is he going to spin the hoax? So I'm I'm definitely open to all of it. But it's like, if he gets better, I'm wondering how that's going to work and how that's going to get spun. But if he doesn't, that's going to be wild also. So I'm just really just sitting back and waiting for how 2020 ends because this has been like the amazing movie ever written in like American history that I've lived. Cause this sure. movie sucks. All I'm going to say to y'all that's if, listening, we were, if you weren't invested in the movie, if you weren't invested in the movie and you were just watching the movie, you'd be like, yo, wildness is going on. Like, this is crazy. There's mad drama, mad conflict. You would be, you would be hyped to see the end of this movie. Granted, we're in the movie Catching the Jack, but like if you were watching it like like proverbial aliens are or hypothetical aliens are, <laughs> they could be, you know, just viewing this like, wow, look at Earth. Look how lit they are right now. Yeah, we're we're lit. Um <laughs> All I'm gonna say, man, all I really have is just man, just go vote, man. That's really all I have. <laughs> just I don't have go anything vote. Else. Um I just been you know, trying to <laughs> keep in my head up the water. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> um, right, yo, chilling, just trying to maintain, you know what I'm saying? Continuing therapy, 
watching sports. You know what I'm saying? Been been watching a lot of football, so that's been kind of like. Well, you got to be clear on them. You got to be clear. Oh well, you can't yeah. just say football. We're talking about real football, not you know <laughs> the, fo- the football where you actually use your feet. Of course. Um. Okay. Um, the football. Yeah, of course. The football. Um. <clears throat> yeah, because you know we in America, so you know the assumption is football. But you know, yeah, it's yeah, been a while yeah, since. Yeah, I got, I got, it, had to, had to, had to let that one go. But you've been watching, um, Ray. You, you watch, you engage in, um, in, in the, in the, in real football. <laughs> yes, in, in world football. <laughs> let's call it world football. Yeah, let's be, you know, let's be politically correct here. Um, um, world football. Yeah, yeah, man. It's something that's crazy because it's like it's something I used to watch as a kid. Then I like stopped watching because like it just wasn't a thing that was around. Then like. Mia Hamm came through and, you know, the women bodied it and then, like, soccer was back. And it was like, oh, like, now Americans care. But then they really didn't. But the, but the um, cable companies would show it more. So it was, like, accessible to more people. And then, you know, I kind of fell back in love with the teams I love because of the great Drogba. Applaud to that man. Salute to a legend. And uh, now we're back again, like, you know, off of American football because – they just did my man's dirty and completely con- continue to be dirty. Um, so now we're just here, uh, I guess, finding some type of entertainment within the morals of my life, finding some morality in, in, in world football. And Dwight, you're not a soccer guy, right? I, I don't have anything against it. I mean, I just uh, yeah, I don't follow it. I mean, I wish I did. It's probably something I would like to pick up. Uh, I guess it's on my bucket list of things uh, in order to start pursuing. But what's the, what's the one thing that everybody knows about soccer? Like, What's what's the one thing that you know in terms of the rules? Um, it's, you can flop and, and it's okay. <laughs> you can flop and it's good. okay. Did funny. you just describe the NBA? Um, let's let's try yeah, maybe a different flopping. rule. Maybe something that's actually in the rule book. You can't use your hands unless you're the goalie. Oh yeah, that's 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 more so what I was looking for. Obviously, anybody who knows anything about soccer knows you can't use your hands. So that's the Look, ma, no essential rule of the sport. <laughs> and however, the handball ruling has basically come under a lot of controversy this year. And they've implemented some new rules and the way that referees have been asked to interpret the rule has been the controversy. Essentially, the whole idea of handball is if you're using your feet to maintain the ball, then you can't use your hands to handle the ball or you can't use your hand to get in the way of somebody's shot but what's happening now and what's happened over the first couple weeks of the season people have been getting handball calls for their hand being next to them or they raise their hand to jump in the air and the ball hits their hand somebody even got a penalty the other week for having the ball hit his hand while his back was turned where he couldn't even see where the ball was and a lot of people who watch football or soccer have been talking and complaining about this rule over the past few weeks. And it kind of got me thinking about this idea of rules and like what is actually the purpose of rules and what happens when rules are not logical. Because obviously if I'm playing soccer and somebody kicks the ball and I dive with my hand and smack the ball away – that's against the rules and somebody should give me a penalty. 
But if I can't see the ball and I'm turned the other direction and the ball hits my arm, then it's like, how is that, you know? And I think it's one of those things of like, what is actually the purpose of this rule? Because now you have fans upset, players upset, coaches upset, organizations upset. And it's like, who is actually benefiting from this new law? Um, yeah. Nobody knows. It's like <laughs> nobody knows. And I, and I think that's crazy. It's like um, because it's like, yo, the law is kind of, you know, kind of straightforward. But it's like even though this law is straightforward, does this law make sense? And I think that's really what the question is. It's not even like, oh, OK, you know, there's always been a handball uh, law. So it's not this is not new to the land. It's just how it's being interpreted. And I think um, now, because because of the change of the rule, now we're asking like, how good is this change? And it's like, is it the change? Is it the interpretation? Is it the enforcement of it? Like, um, I don't know. I think it's just kind of funny that it's now that even though this thing has been around for since the inception of soccer, that now it's being questioned of like how, like how just is this law? I mean, I think that's what happens when you bring attention to it. I mean, essentially, like it's all. It's, it's nothing is you know concrete or set in place or absolute. You know, there are things that we I think we inherently think that should be immoral or obviously go without saying. Like in soccer, you can't use your hands, obviously. But when they start like changing the rules, now people like put a microscope on it. It's something about it's something about writing it down and making and, and making it a thing that even though the conversation has been had for X amount of years prior to that, when you write it down or put it in put it on TV. All of a sudden, everybody starts putting a microscope on it. Well, you know what's the well, other interesting part about it, too? It's like the handball rule, as it's always existed, was never a problem. <laughs> so it's like, why are you tinkering, why are you tinkering with a rule that yeah, was already fine? Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like people were up in arms, no, no pun intended, um, to say like, yo, this is an issue and it's ruining the game and it needs to be fixed. It's like you're implementing new rules that are making the sport worse. <laughs> so why did you even do it at all? And I think on a larger scale, like outside of just the people who follow soccer, like this idea of rules in general and like what happens when rules don't seem to make sense or when they're not fair, right? Like, if I can't see the ball and it hits my arm and you're telling me that I'm getting a penalty, that's not really fair to me as a player. But as we know, there are plenty of rules that exist that aren't necessarily fair to the people who get penalized. Um, yeah, that's yeah. true. I think, you know, one thing that's interesting about that that, I, that comes to mind when you bring that up is um, a lot of times they make rules to either speed the game up, uh, make more scoring or things that, you know, benefit the office a lot of the times because people like to see scoring. Um, I think soccer is like, you know, or football is one of the few kind of sports um, in comparison to like maybe, like, you know, basketball or or even like, uh, even um, American football where they actually like are patient enough to wait for a score and they like to actually watch the game. But even still, I think that, you know, people like what, appreciate if there was like influence scoring so i don't know if the handball thing is supposed to influence scoring 
or what have you. But when you think about unfair rules, one one rule I always thought was that was unfair that didn't really make any sense to me is the hack a shack rule. Because Shaq was What's the hack a shack rule? Um where you if you foul if I'm not mistaken, um I think it's if you foul a uh, person that's away from the ball or within a certain amount of time left in the in the quarter in the end of the quarter that they automatically get uh, into a penalty. Um, right. So you, so and you they have to shoot free throws. And they have to shoot free throws. Yeah. Um, it's something. It's something around that. And I, I probably didn't articulate it well. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm missing some key points. So if you guys want to look that up or or no, yeah, or that's me. basically what uh, it is. And it's um, called a hack a shack because people. It was basically implemented. When Shaquille O'Neal was playing, because every the other teams knew that he couldn't shoot free throws. Yeah. So instead yes. of letting the other team actually get an offensive possession, they just foul him, make him shoot free throws, knowing that he'd probably miss at least one of them, and then you're basically the keeping the team from and from being able to score. Yeah, I think and I think it's considered um, like where they can, they can pick can they can they pick the person like that shoots the free throws like a technical foul or some shit right right. They might. I don't know if they changed it. It's something. That, yeah, something. It's it, for either way. It gave the team that is on offense an advantage of being poor at free throw shooting, which I always thought was bullshit because Shaquille O'Neal was a dominant basketball player, and if he couldn't shoot free throws, like that's an advantage that we have over him. I mean, Shaquille O'Neal he drops thirty the first three quarters, and now we have to still lay down because he can't master a skill that other big men have mastered. I mean, I, th- I thought that was BS, especially when he was like, again, he was dominating. It wasn't like. So you're saying they should have <laughs> never changed the rule. No, they should. They sh- yeah, they should have just left it the way it is, and he should have just learned how to make free throws. Absolutely, or he should have just been bad at shooting free throws, and like that's like a, a part of the game plan, the, the strategy. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, a quarterback that can't run, can't run, is not trying to. They're not implementing, you know, rules where he can get open space to run the run the football. I mean. There's well, all, we know they've changed a lot of rules in the NFL as well. They have, they have, they have, they have, they have. That's probably a bad example. But so, some of some of those rules are health concerns. Yeah. But others are just, you know, basically, if you play this position, we're going to treat you better than other players on the field. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yep. those rules are exactly what we're talking about. Like, it's really not necessarily fair to the other players on the field. Um yeah. And even still, just implement one more time. Shaq was dominating. <laughs> he was a dominant basketball player. He was so, unstoppable. Yeah, he was unstoppable. Literally, that's the only way you could stop him was to foul him. So I don't understand why they gave him that advantage. But anyway, but that's what I'm saying about you know. Like, I don't understand. Maybe the rule for the handball thing is about offense. I'm not too knowledgeable of the sport to know. It could be because uh, it does. It does. It, does, yeah, it definitely then, does cause more goals to be scored because people yeah, are getting penalty like, shots. Mm, true. Yeah, because then because basically, like um, commentators have said, like basically, um, an, an attacker, a forward, can just go into the box and just basically kick it at somebody's hand and be like, "All right, penalty, good." But like, to to go. Dwight's <laughs> point, though, it's like soccer fans are not the type of fans that are watching the sport because they're like man i want to see six goals today like that's not the way the sport works so i don't know no like it's not it it's not a rule change that is making fans feel better about watching the games well no because no one it's because you want to see your team score 
not off a of penalty. You want to see score off of like good offense. Exactly. And so it's like a, t- a touch yeah, and cross. Like scoring off a penalty doesn't necessarily you know show that your team is actually playing good. Like you know that you could have played bad and then still won because you got a penalty. Yeah. I think the other thing about rules too is like how people react to them, right? <clears throat> so like I was telling you guys this story the other night, but like I can think back to when when I was growing up and my sister and I would get into trouble for doing something or another, you know, little kids doing little kid things. And I remember that the two of us have always, even since we were kids, we had different personalities and the way that we would react to getting in trouble was always so different, right? Like I was more so of the belief that, Hey, we're kids. Our parents caught us doing something, whether we were right or wrong, whether what they're saying even is the truth. Doesn't really matter. We're in trouble. We're going to get punished. Let's just get the punishment and be done with it. My sister was of the belief that, hey, (laughs) if I don't think I did something wrong, then I need to be able to get my bars off and I'm going to argue my point and it would bother me so much because it was like the longer you go back and forth with our parents, the longer I got to stand here and listen to them tell us that we're in trouble, give us the reprimand, give us the whole parent speech. And I just wanted to go back to my room. I I don't want to hear this speech anymore. Like, yo, I'm nine years old. I just want to know what my punishment is and then just leave me alone. And she could not like she it was it was almost like a, a like a physical urge like she could not bite her tongue, and my mother would call her argumentative, and my dad would get upset, and then it would just the speech would turn into another thirty minutes of us getting into trouble instead of us just getting into trouble one time. Um, and she's still like that, and I'm still the same way I was as a kid too. But I think it is kind of like. Also, one of those things where it's like, when does it make sense to fight back or when does it make sense to to push back against a rule that you think may be unfair? Um, Even the way that I mean, Mm. this is obviously a much more serious example than two kids getting in trouble. But even looking at what's happened with this whole case with Brianna and seeing how like these police officers broke into her home completely legally shot at her completely legally and will not be charged because they didn't break the law. And it's like the rules say that they didn't do anything wrong, but obviously we know an innocent person is dead. So at what point do you say like, yo, these rules actually don't make any sense. And then what do you do about it? Yeah. I think, I think, you know, the the interesting thing is, is that, I mean, it kind, of, it kind of leaves us like, you know, we kind of get to spinning in circles a little bit um, because we start to argue about what the policy should be, you know, and it's a back and forth discussion about the policy. When, it, when at the end of the day, any policy is really put in place, not any policy, but a lot of policies are put in place as a deterrent, you know, and the issue is, is that there's no consequence. And that's really the issue. It's like, where where's the rule that comes into play or something that comes into play that makes a consequence for the lack of consequence for lack of a better term and lack of a better term for saying lack twice. 
But um, wait, so wait, so break that down a little bit more. You're meaning that so if there's no rule in place, then there should be like a catch-all that handles the situation so that there isn't just nothing. Well, perhaps maybe not. You know, you know, maybe not uh, uh, a catch-all, but so, uh, a consequence that makes that increases the increases the hesitancy to perform an action you know a deterrent pretty much so for instance I, i've heard before something about you know if there's a civil suit against the police that it comes out the police's salary you know well not, not as a deterrent like more police officers uh the indifferent police officers or police officers that turn out the cheek you know would actually be more apt to stop you know police brutality among their fellow uh, college in front among their colleagues because now they know that's coming out of their salary. They have to pay that out. That's a percentage of their salary. Yep. And that's what and that's what really happens is that, I mean, like now they have this no knock policy. I mean, you don't have to go to law school to know like busting through somebody's door is probably not a good tactic. You know, if if you're a police officer or not, you know, because you know people will say things like, "Well, they announced themselves." Well, okay, like if I put a police officer suit on and a costume and and say, "Hey, stop my officer," they didn't, they didn't, they didn't have, um, they didn't have uniforms on, and, and they, they were, were plain clothes too. And that's, and that's, they were plain clothes, and that, and that too. I mean, I, I th- I've always thought undercover cops in certain situations is a bad idea too, um, like on, on, the, on the, like on the highway. Like, why do you have undercover police officers clocking people on the highway? If there's a cop around, people drive safer, they drive slower, and that's what, you, that's what the purpose of it is. It's not to give people tickets. It's to keep the road safe. And that's what's, and that's really what the problem well, is. Well, hold on, though, because I think you're onto something there, and that's kind yes, of definitely. what we were just talking about, right? Like that. I think that's a perfect example of rules that I think everyone who has ever driven <laughs> has questioned, right? Like is the purpose of the speed limit really to keep people safe yes in theory that is what it is and that's probably why it was created but in practice it does seem to be like a way to get people give people tickets i mean in dc alone they have speed cameras on almost every corner and the city is making upwards of three four five million dollars a year just by ticketing people so That's it's like, are, if you're telling me me going 36 in a 25 is so dangerous, <laughs> right? Like this is such a concern because you're because you think that I'm gonna knock somebody's block off going 36 miles speeding down the road at 36. That is yeah. that is that you need to charge me a hundred, two hundred dollars for going 10 miles over the speed limit like is that really what this is about is it about safety or is it just a means to an end we know that police officers especially state patrollers have quotas like you need to find this many people and give them tickets which is ridiculous so i think that's a perfect example of like a rule that doesn't really make a lot of sense and i do think like most rules are created with good intentions but really over time i do yeah okay um well i'll finish my point and then i want to hear what you have to say because obviously you don't believe that but no i I just didn't think you would say that nah yeah (laughs) because my whole thing is the 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 reason a rule gets created is usually to address a problem but over time 
the way that those rules get actually implemented turn into something else, whether it's power or whether it's money or whether it's ulterior motive, like people typically will then take the rules that are in place and then bend them to their own, you know. See, that's the thing. I don't know if people, if the rules are made to actually stop a problem, though. I think it's more so that people see people realize that they're not i think maybe it's more so a scarcity thing i think it's more so a i'm not getting what they got so i'm going to do something i'm going to create a problem so now we have to now we have to have rules because it's like if you think people are naturally creating trying to solve problems so that means they're naturally being good um then why would they be having problems no it's the opposite of that okay the opposite of that it's that people are naturally horrible and so you have okay. to have rules to keep people from doing what they would otherwise do, which is basically anarchy. So then if people are naturally horrible, why would they make rules that would not benefit themselves? Both of you guys are right. I mean, both of you guys are like are. I see. I what mean, you're no, no, I mean, essentially, both of you guys are right. I mean, Joel, Joel, yeah, I mean, Joel yeah, is right. I see people, what he's saying. People are natural. People are do have kind of like are an, an organic like need and want to survive and a lot of times that survival is pushing other people down and ray is also right in that people put to keep those people down a lot of times they implement rules in order to keep themselves at an advantage and a lot you know if you look at immigration for instance we have immigration laws now that are saying (laughs) yeah now that's saying you can't come across this border but you know i'm pretty sure the native americans had some immigration laws too that we were like you know fuck that so um you know like so, damn that's crazy so that's wild too. uh you know when you, like how does so so basically uh, they're like well can you enforce your rule no so what you gonna do about and it? and you and look no. at it and, it, and what's crazy what's even crazier about becomes. that if you think about it is that the mexicans are like the closest blood to the native people of this land you know like and they're coming back to get their land quote unquote i'm, I'm definitely hyperbole right now but um, like okay. coming back to get their land. I, I feel I feel where you're going. Though. Yeah, and I we're trying to keep them going. out of it. Like like oh like we have immigration laws. Okay, well they I mean no they're getting their immigration laws back. They're they're, they're not they're, they're not immigrants. They're they're not immigrants. They're they're coming back to where they're, where they're, where they're, the blood is closest to them. You know. <laughs> nah, because that's that's the whole thing. It's like I bodied your space, so now if you try to come here, you're an intruder. Yeah. <laughs> And that's, that's so why we wild, do it. We, we like, do it because we are aware possible? of it. I mean, we we put nuclear law, nu- nuclear war laws in place, and the only country that ever dropped a nuke is America. We do it because we are aware of it. We know what's up. So that's I agree. Both of you guys are right in that aspect. So so this is the whole thing then, because now this has kind of got my got my wheel spinning a little bit, because then it's kind of like, okay, if you the absence of rules is mayhem right like people would just do whatever people would I, and that's people would just thing. run in your house murder that. you and be like this is mine i don't now. necessarily believe that but i don't necessarily believe but, that but but i guess in this example let's yeah, go but that. world yes. history has shown us that that's what people do <laughs> uh world history has shown us only one side of the story so the people that you're talking about it's only it's not everybody there's examples of the opposite also because there are the examples of the people that weren't doing that because those are the people that were houses that were raided. You see what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> like there was, there was people living in villages happily that didn't exist. That didn't, that had, I guess some type of rule. They had some type of order. I don't know if it's necessarily rules, but let's say order. Um, and whatever order that they had was ruined by the chaos. So 
Yeah. I mean, I think I think you know naturally you know you you are trying to survive so you stay in a habitat until the habitat is no longer palatable for you to for your survival so you know with climate change and things of that nature people migrated and then once people migrated i think you know the population grew that's when you know you start seeing a lot of you know overtaking and and conquest and, and colonization aspects you know i don't think anybody left where they were at uh solely because of everything was just was going great um so I mean I think you know that's mainly what happened. I think you know people will you know are are naturally kind of uh, hesitant towards something they don't know about or something that's foreign to them. I don't necessarily know if they're just going to run up and rob, steal, and kill people unless it's a, the only means of survival, unless they've been denied access to something. And there's only one set of people that would be under that category. And history has shown that because we had, I mean, Neanderthal blood is in every human being except for people that never left Africa. So it wasn't like they were just, you know, I mean, there was like some cross. And that becomes the whole idea of like living around scarcity and being, I guess, raised in that nature or in that environment of scarcity. So having to naturally going out to kill to get and then living in abundance where you played a position and everyone kind of played a role. So everyone was, I guess, everyone had. So you think people. Human beings could coexist without rules. There's order. If there's an order, then yeah. Well, that's rules. <laughs> that's just a different word for it. Uh, see, that's the thing. It's like because I don't. So that's like, that's what that's really why I'm asking the question. But I, I think I think what we're I, again I think what we what you're what the discussion is is that do you think people. I think people have to, people. I think people exist with rules, order, whatever, whatever synonymous with that, kind of uh, naturally. I don't know. I honestly don't know if that's true, but I would definitely welcome that argument. I think it, what it really is is that can people exist without consequence? Like is and, and it's obviously that's a, that's the what happens when you break the rule, but that's what it really is. If you do this, you know this is going to happen. Right. See, I guess maybe the the difference between I would say rule and order, because I'm trying to I'm sitting over trying to figure out like, like I would say is that the rules are made are made or made with a specific guideline, whereas orders are made with everyone that's going to be within it. So it's like everyone has a say within the order that is being that's it's it's being put or what decisions are being made, whereas rules not everyone is being. Uh, consulted to like if this is going to work. You know what I think is what is like kind of a, a tada moment. I think what Joel is saying is actually like correct though because if you think about it, it it's it's literally the analysis between being black and white in America. There's a rule that exists for all of us. You know, t- tax evasion, murder, kill, steal, what have you. If you're a black person, you face a consequence, and you know it's a known consequence. You know, you you know more than likely it's going to happen to you. But if you're a white person and you're wealthy, that consequence is not going to happen to you. So you might have to do it, perform it, and actually be a lot less sloppy with it. So basically what you're saying is rules and orders are very are similar, but it only matters. Both of those things don't matter if there's yeah, no the consequence. The consequence has to be steadfast and, and sure. And, and I, think, I think that makes sense because it's like that's the whole thing with rule and order is the power to enforce to make sure that people stay in line to this to these things and i think that's 
I think, yeah, I think that really is the difference. Because it's like, if you don't enforce it, then does it, it really exist? It doesn't exist at all, no. I mean, look at like, the Trump exist. thing. So then it's yeah, a lie. exactly. <laughs> with the tax evasion yeah. thing we got yeah. going on with Trump right now, and I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a huge deal. I mean, like, I think, you know, people were kind of undermining that. I mean, this dude owes, apparently. I'm saying we knew this, though. This is the wild thing about this. This man said if he won, he would have dropped his taxes. This, we're, we're, but we're in the next election. Like, we're almost four wow. years in, and now people and now they got the taxes and saying he only pays 750 yeah. so it's like he kind of flaunted his weakness in our face <laughs> yeah. on some like yo i know i'm trash but what you're gonna do about it? nothing because i'm gonna just swindle like i always been swindling um so i guess yeah in the sense of that's really what it is where it's like you you think you're going to do good you think you're gonna get by so it doesn't matter what you do because it doesn't even if you don't you know stick to the rule or the order you're not going to be inflicted upon any type of damage or repercussion um so yeah that that really does make sense it's not really about the rules it's about the repercussion or their power to enforce because when you think about it right like humans largest motivating factor is what love (laughs) 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 it's like pleasure to to feel to feel good to feel happy yeah it's actually it's actually pleasure yeah oh okay that's that's not what i was thinking either you were thinking i was thinking fear oh because Uh, yeah i mean fear is a motivator every greatest greatest everything we do is based on fear I think it's I think it's fear or pleasure. I think it's both. I think it's never. I think all parts of our lives are, have a duality. So when you say like, yeah, I think all of it has duality. So it's not just eight. It's not just one thing. Yeah, yeah I, I think I, I think I, we are motivated by multiple things, but I think fear motivates us more than anything else. I think whether fear, that's yeah. the fear of what happens if I don't get a job, or whether that's the fear of what happens if I decide to go. 140 miles per hour down the highway like there's always the fear of something is going to happen if or something's not going to happen if right like the fear of if i drink too much tomorrow tonight i'm going to have a hangover tomorrow like there's smaller there's big fears right or if, if i'm pregnant if i drink then i might have like not have this baby right so like there's always things that have different levels of fear but I feel like it's always like I have to make sure that X, Y, Z either does happen or doesn't happen because I'm scared of what's going to happen if it doesn't. So I feel like I say all that to say from the perspective of rules, like that you almost have in order to maintain any type of society or ecosystem, like you have to have people understand that there are certain boundaries in place because if people don't fear anything, then there's no way to like maintain control. This sounds very creepy, Uh, but no, I don't think so. You could just, you can deter them from like pleasure. So like, if there's no fear, let's say like we don't live in a world of fear, that's still a consequence. So I'm still yes. fearing that I'm going to have pleasure taken away from me. Ah, you see okay. what I'm saying? Like it's it's still something that I'm worried about, either getting or getting or not getting. Yeah, I mean, humans okay. humans greatest desire is is pleasure and happiness. The biggest motivator is fear, and fear. I mean, fear can motivate you to go towards you know something that 
where fear is non-existent and, 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 and lacking fear and towards pleasure or neutrality. So many different things. It definitely is the biggest motivator. The biggest desire is, is happiness and, and pleasure. Yeah, like, so if you your... think about, like, the movie Office Space, when, like, the main character gets hypnotized and then he just basically just stops stops caring. It's basically just, like, his his fear receptors were turned off and yeah. they never got turned back on. So then he was basically just, like, living life, just doing whatever he wanted and not thinking or caring about the consequences. And it's fun to watch because a part of you is watching the movie and kind of like that sounds that seems lit like <laughs> i kind of wish yeah, i, I kind of wish i could do this but you know you're you're you you know otherwise like you know that that life doesn't work like a movie and there are things that you have to fear whether that's like hey if i don't wake up right now i might lose my job <laughs> if i lose my job i won't be able to pay my bills like if i don't pay like you know what i'm saying so it's like there's all this this logic chain of of this fear-based logic chain <laughs> that like directs everything that we do from day to day um but i guess the only reason i brought any of that up was just to tie it back to this idea of rules and like whether you want to call them rules or laws or you know practices it's like any society whether it's, whether it's like a classroom or whether it's a group of friends or whether it's an entire government like we have to be operating under the same somewhat understanding otherwise whatever it is we're trying to do here isn't really going to work a relationship mm -hmm. <laughs> right like let's just take it down to the bare minimum of just two people yep. like two people yep, yep. can't even operate together unless they're working under the same rules because if i think it's cool to get somebody's number while i'm out and my girl is like that's not a rule that i agree to <laughs> like why are you getting other girls numbers then we have a problem yeah yeah but i think that goes i think that all goes back to this point of consequence and i think that's i guess I guess that's all within the fear of like the consequence of what is going to happen. Yeah, and the fear that this, very... this, 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 this relationship's going to end. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The fear that my girl's going to dump me, or I, or I don't fear that she's going to dump me, and so I'm just going to keep getting other girls' numbers. Or maybe you do fear that she's going to dump you, but you don't care enough. Yeah, right. It's like yeah, yeah so that's yeah, the thing. Like, yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah. It's like it's like where it's like where it's like how much do you actually care to like lean into that fear? So it's like then you just office the space life fair. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's yeah. That's what it is. It's like because it's like yeah. If if it's like a, a a thing close to you, like you know, if it's something crazy, like you know, your kids, like yeah, you got to protect your kids, so you have more fear into you know if they go outside, if and you know, sleep over a friend's house or something. That's a different fear that you have compared to like, you know, oh. You know, if I don't get to work on time, you know, I'm going to be late and it's going to be a point on my record or something. It's like that's that's not like, oh, I need to like end of the world type of thing. So there's different levels to the fear. But once the consequence is there, if there's no consequence, there's no fear. Mm. So yeah. I kind of want to go back to something that you were saying before, because it's interesting, like this idea of we were talking about, like, why do rules exist and. 
whether they serve a good purpose or not. And the idea that kind of is interesting to me is the fact that, like, rules are made to keep people in line, but the rules are being made by people. (laughs) So I guess from that perspective, like, is the idea of rules themselves is it a trash idea or rules trash or are rules recyclable? Because it's like, yes, we, well, whether or not we need rules, I guess is still up for debate, but the rules are meant to kind of organize groups of people, but it still has to be created and determined by some other groups of people. And since we know that humans are naturally selfish then the people who make the rules are obviously going to keep themselves in mind when they're making them. So it's and that's the like, problem. I'm not going to make a think, rule that's going to negatively affect me. <laughs> but it doesn't matter about you. I think that you know the interesting part is is that like there is like this sort of ironically fear and separation between the rules that we all live by, which are like you know that affect us day to day, and that. You know, many of the experts would agree aren't necessarily absolute. I mean, closest, maybe as close as absolute as possible with mathematics and science. You know, um, and a lot of times when we're trying to come up with policies and things like that, you know, we negate that and we kind of um, dismiss it. And there's a this kind of like this inherent sort of like just segregation between the two of them. Um, and right now you can see that kind of happening with the coronavirus where, you know, scientists are saying this, this is one thing and the government is saying, no, well, that's not, that's not true. We're not going to fall in and abide by that. So I don't know why we don't have more of a te- like technocracy um, where we do kind of like have experts that are actually, you know, leading scientists making certain policy for certain things. Um, if you look at the, like the injustice between minors and um, people of color, uh, there's probably like a percentage, I mean, not even probably, there's ab- absolutely a percentage of discrimination that is systematically set up against it. So automatically, any policy you do should be vetted through that just based on the data and implemented as such. But then you have people making judgment on things and choosing things based on no expertise at all. I mean, and no, that's really it's, the, it's not even just that's the issue, man. That's the expertise. It's more so like they don't even know. They don't even. They're looking at it from the top down. They're not looking at it from the bottom up. And I think that's really what I what I was trying to say. I don't even know if it's a top difference. down thing. I mean, I think that you can even like. I mean, right? Like they present them like you know concrete evidence, and they still just deny and dismiss it, and and that's okay, you know. Well, I'm saying look at people that deny climate change. Mm. But yeah, no, but and, and it's and it's okay though, and that that's I think that therein lies the, the issue. Like that, you know, shouldn't you know be okay? Like I can't argue, you know, one one plus one is you know doesn't equal doesn't equal but, two. You know, I mean, like yeah, you know, I think that's what it goes to this thing. I'm trying to, I guess, I'm looking at it like if everyone is at the table when policies are being made, no one is left out and there's no like, there's no like, oh, in hindsight, we should have done this. Like, we should have been better. It's like, no, if everyone is at the table and is able to make, you know, make a statement that and get input to what is being made, what legislation, what policy, whatever is being made, then there's no one that's being slighted. So so it's like, there's no segregation being made. Everyone is being included. And I think that's where order is a thing. 
to where it's like laws don't the, the laws are being made by everyone so that way it's not necessarily a law because it's beneficial for everyone so it's like it's kind of like us becoming a machine or an ecosystem and not and not you know We've got it backwards, uh, I guess. Like, I guess your sense is saying we got it backwards. We shouldn't. We shouldn't be voting yes. on like people. We should be voting on the laws. Yeah. Yes, essentially. Got it. Essentially, it should be like, yo, these are the ideas that we have to make society better. Everyone needs to participate and have a, a have a say. But that's so. It's but like, that's yeah. the. First of all, I agree with you, so I'll start there. But I would say. That's kind of supposed to be what politicians and lawyers (laughs) not lawyers but judges are supposed to be the people who gather those ideas so it's not like you're gonna have a suggestion box in the white house (laughs) for people to just drop stuff in like there has to be a way of funneling what people want into a manageable format and that's supposed to be what the senate is and that's supposed to be what the House of Representatives is. So it's like whether or not they're actually doing their job is a different conversation. But if yeah. I'm to say like, hey, American people, what rules and laws do you want to have? How would I gather that information from millions and millions of people? Like there would have to be some sort of representative who's speaking on behalf of the people. The problem is that mm-hmm. they don't actually speak on behalf of us. And so mm-hmm. we don't actually have representatives. But mm-hmm. what like how would you fix that? Like how what would that even look like? You, you take money you take out money of it. Out That's it, what yeah. it is. That's really what it boils down to. You take money out of it. I mean, I've always, you know what's so politicians it, it, should be volunteers basically. Yeah, that's volunteer. That, that stop, that's, you should honestly just be servants and have a yeah, cap and have a yeah, cap, cap salary. Cap that salary. Cap the campaigns. You should cap the campaigns. Yeah, cap campaigns, cap salaries. That's it. Like yo, you actually got to go door to door, bro. You can't just like kill. You get you can't just get ten thousand dollars and throw it into social media paid posts and on Facebook and like spread fake news or whatever. You should have to in certain positions. You should you should have to have had you know experience in that field. Like they had um, what's your what's the what's (laughs) like Betsy Betsy DeVos the DeVos yeah Yeah. what's the guy and 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 the the doctor uh, Carson Carson yeah like yeah he's in the wrong. That's in the wrong like, uh, complete like, field. Like, like housing or something like that? Yeah. yeah. They, asked, they asked him about REO. He's like, Oreo? Housing in the He kept saying Oreo. He's like, sir, you, like, the REO? He's like, Oreo? Like, that's a real thing. Oh, he, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that, man. Like, it's been so It's so many things. It's so many things. It's funny. I was talking about this the other day. Like, if somebody asks me to, like, list all the reasons why I think Trump has been a bad president, it's like I would almost have trouble coming up with the list because it's so many things and it's become so normal that like most of it I've already forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's yeah, it's no, crazy, but it's like it's dead ass. It's like there's like there's a the few things that you know they stand out like the the thing he said about the white supremacists on Tuesday, the thing about you know grabbing them by the pussy. Like there's certain things yeah, that's the first that, thing that stand came to my out, mind. but all the other stuff is like. It's something new every other week that I can't even, my brain can't even like retain all of it. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, yo, just I wild, just man. know he's trash. Just, just trust me. Like he's just trash. 
Um, like trust, he's gonna do something else. So yeah, like, like yeah, like if it, if nothing else has has gotten your attention at this point, then he'll he'll give you some other reason not to vote for him. Um, on the good side, though, I think we just solved democracy, guys. I think we just figured it out. I think we just solved it. All right, so break it down for the people. Break it down for the people. What we broke down was rules can be good if they come directly from the the masses. So the people create their own rules to govern themselves as opposed to a subset of the people creating rules for everybody. And the only way that you can maintain everybody's opinion and making sure that they actually get implemented is to basically eliminate super PACs and funding mm. donations because that's the only way to keep our representatives as actual representatives. Otherwise, they're only going to represent the people who give them the most money. Yes, that sounds that sounds like a very good wrap-up. So that's really it, man. We just we solved rules, we solved democracy, and we solved America. This was um, this was a more productive conversation than the one that I watched on Tuesday night. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, I don't know how you combat it, man. And that's like, I mean, I think that, and that's again, go at the consequence. I honestly feel like there should be a civil suit. Uh, they should be allowed to have a civil suit against Trump. He should do jail time. He should uh, pay a fine because you can't you can't let the leader of the world's biggest economy and the free market knowingly lie about a global pandemic to his to his country the, the country that he represents the people he's supposed to protect and kill a bunch of people and get away with it you gotta you gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta set precedence for that even like, I, even the republicans is evil is like evil and i'm not saying all republicans Yo, bro, I shouldn't, I'm, so I'm not even gonna name partisans but even as evil like you know the people that may be uh, running things are they have to set precedence for that like you cannot Mitch because McConnell, because there will be a trump that is actually a smart dude that would be there next and that would be a big problem and finesse it and actually like really finesse this shit like because he's so dumb but it's like it, it's so weird to how i remember when he first got like the people were like yo you know he, he's gonna work his way and become presidential i remember people like this seven-year-old man is gonna learn new tricks what kind of dog so old learns new tricks like come on <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> so he's, like, yeah he's man, past the point this of guy has been reinventing himself so many Yo, it's like, of course he's not going to think there's any going to be any repercussions. Look where he is now, do, being who he is and doing the things he does, saying the things he does, and getting to the position that he's in. There's no there's no going back with this guy, man. Like he's, I don't think they're going to do anything, but if they do, it'll be a good step in like um, America figuring out what justice means. Because obviously they don't, because look at the Breonna Taylor case. Well, folks, let us know what you think, how you feel about rules and what we could do to implement better rules. Do we need more rules? Do we need less rules? Do we just need a different way of collecting them? Um, you know where to find us. If you found us, then you know where to keep finding us. Um, hit us up. We want your thoughts. We want your DMs. We want the deep dives. Slides. We, we want the slides, the cha-cha Dive. slides, and the and the cupid shuffles, and I like to cha-cha <laughs> everything, man. Yeah. Everything. 
Um, the feedback it's time is to great. Get funky. We want more? And um, tell a friend. That's what that's what we're gonna do today. If you like this episode, share it with one of your homies. And um, we will be back with episode twenty-five. Bang bang. All right, guys. Thanks for coming.